Warning, me time and murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing it goes. around him, reciting poetry. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. <gasps> Did it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Tress, what are you drinking? Today I am drinking the Pukka 3 Ginger Tea. What are you drinking today, Maria? I am drinking Twining's Peach Tea with ice. What about your me time? Um, for me time today, I have a hair mask on. It's the L'Oreal Paris Elvive Dream Lengths Long Hair Mask. Yeah, use that a long name. I do really like it. I use I use that in the shower as well. I use the shampoo mm. and the conditioner. The conditioner is like a detangling oh. conditioner because when you have longer hair, it kind of I guess there's like more hair to tangle if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, so I really like that line. What are you doing for your me time? I'm in the middle of putting on my Sephora AHA firming sleeping mask cream. And you're going to bed soon. I'm going to bed soon. It is bedtime in Hong Kong. It's like the perfect time to do me time right before bed. Yeah, sometimes I'm doing my makeup when we're doing the podcast. <laughs> I know, it's in the outtakes. Like... Ah! <laughs> yeah, we'll have to... I'm re- like... Go- yeah, we'll have to like yeah. record the outtakes, at, um, the bloopers oh soon. Oh no, that's scary. Listener review. Took me long enough. Five stars. I just heard you guys say you didn't have any stars. Well, here are five. <laughs> so cute. That's really nice. I don't have a sister. Only five stupid brothers. Thanks for <laughs> fill- <laughs> thanks for filling that gap. Oh, we can be your sisters. That is so sweet. Five brothers. God love you. Yeah, we have one brother. Got a lot of brothers. But lots of probably... You know, the, I'm sure they're all different and they can all help you out. Hopefully they're all different. You know, yeah. they can help you. And I always make men lift things. Oh, yes, I always make men so lift there's things that. too. Jan always carries like the water and all the heavy groceries home. <laughs> yeah, never yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, my little big yeah. arms. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I been thinking should I work out more because I feel so weak I have Sometimes, no upper body like, strength I, yeah. yeah 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 like I bought too much in M&S and like this shows how much I bought half of it was salad uh-huh. but even like if you buy enough salad like it's heavy uh-huh. and like I had to get the bus home because I was like, my arms. I never, you know me, like, I just love walking. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to get the bus. Uh-huh. I was like, ugh, can't believe I have to get on this bus. <laughs> but I should have took the car halfway in, but I didn't. It was such a nice day. And anyway, but I, then I was like, ugh, maybe I should work hard. Yeah. Can I carry my shopping? Well, I just, no, that's literally all I need to work out for is just for to carry my shopping. And I bought <laughs> loads of dresses and H&M and like, you think, oh, a dress isn't heavy, but if you've bought like three, four dresses, yeah. you know, and like loads of salad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Such a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> it is a hard life. I do little, like uh, when I do my yoga, I've started doing like push-ups. I do like five or 10. 
push-ups to like try and get my oh my god push-ups are hard yeah you can are. do 10 push-ups well like the girl for the, real no, the girl ones with like my oh knees. the girl ones okay yeah, okay because with- <laughs> i can do like one of the normal ones like one and i am done yeah like done so i do but jaren is still even though he doesn't exercise he's still stronger than me he can still lift much heavier things than me they're just well i mean they're just kind of built that way i guess man it's not fair uh-huh. oh and that review oh, was from this really strange name it's chin ching on a mcspicy irish i actually love that name it sounds like a new mcdonald's burger mcspicy irish <laughs> mcspicy yes. irish great i'd eat that do you think it's green or do you think it's got like cabbage on it oh my god okay idea <laughs> just popped into my head mcdonald's burger yeah with shamrock on it <laughs> can you eat shamrock? lettuce can you eat shamrock i would eat that i would eat that why why, why can't you eat them I don't know. It, it looks we, like watercress. Are they more like grass, or, or are they more like watercress, or are they grass? Yeah, because that's yeah, they're like watercress. They do look like okay. oh, it's such a good idea. <laughs> I'm gonna pitch that. <laughs> okay, and today's episode is a Patreon episode. We haven't done one in a bit, um, and we want to say thank you to Gem, our Patreon, for recommending the case today. Thank you. Love good recommendations. Mm-hmm. People know the good cases, I feel like. I feel like our listeners know better cases than us. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say it exactly like that, but yes. <laughs> like, all the cases that like they ask for like yeah. shoot way up the most downloaded. Yeah. The people know what the people want. Yeah. Yeah. So we are listening. We are always listening. So any recommendations, leave it in the comment. We're obviously choosing the bad ones. (laughs) (laughs) Today I'm going to tell you about the case of Arlene Fraser. Do you know this case? I don't think you would. I didn't know it. Don't think so. Fraser is an unusual surname. You just made me think of Mm -hmm. Fraser, the TV show. It's probably all I'm going to think about. No. Um, All right. I'm intrigued. This is a huge case in Scotland and it has been since its happenings in 1998. We are going way back. Okay, no. 1998. <coughs> no, well, I, I was alive. It's not that way back. Well. <laughs> I know, I'm old now. I need to come to terms. Mm. Um, I could not find much background on Arlene, obviously because this the 98 predates internet and social media and stuff so i apologize i tried to find a little tidbit about her life but i I couldn't so i will have to start this case the same way that others that all others report it so on tuesday the 28th of april in 1998 in eglin sorry elgin eglin in elgin moray scotland the two young Fraser children, Jamie, 10, and Natalie, 5, jumped out of their mummy's car, turned around, waved bye at their adoring mother, and rushed off to primary school. Little did they know that would be the last time they would ever see their mummy, 33-year-old Arlene Fraser, again. When Arlene didn't show up at school to pick her kids back up, alarm bells went off. Now, I'm not sure who notified the police. 
Um, mm-hmm. In the documentaries that I watched and the articles I read, it just sort of seemed to happen all of a sudden. Um, mm-hmm. I think someone was bringing the kids back to the house. Like she didn't go pick up the kids after school. Mm-hmm. So somebody's bringing them back. And what happened mm-hmm. was that they seen the front door was wide <gasps> open. Oh, mm-hmm. shut up. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate that so much. Yeah. Oh my God, that makes me think of one time um, me and Jaren were on a double date with Jamie and Venus and we, yeah. then whenever we were walking back from the restaurant, uh, we could see mm-hmm. our flat and I was like, oh gosh, we left the lights on in the flat. <gasps> and we're like, all right, okay. So then we went up to the flat and the door, like both doors, the gate and the door Stop. was Stop. wide open. Stop. Oh my Stop. God. And I was like, and so the boys were like behind us. So it was just me and Venus. And we were just like, I know, right? Oh, oh, shut up. <laughs> Can I also interject and say, I did not know Jamie's girlfriend was called Venus. And that's such a cool name. It is a cool name. Yeah. Right. Um, so we just like, the boys are like so far away. And we we're just like, what do we do? Like, so we're like, we like crept into the house and we're like, hello, hello. And then I went to the kitchen. Like I slowly crept to the kitchen and got a knife. And had my knife, and like Venus was like stood at the door, and I was like stood with the knife, and I was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" And I like I looked behind the curtains, I looked out in the balcony, I looked everywhere, and I was like, "Okay." I looked like the house was like got a lot of like hidey holes. Looked all around, yeah. not not that nobody was there, and I was just like staring. I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And then the boys came back, and they were like, "There was me with a knife," and they were like, "What's going on?" And I was just, like, "The door was wide open." So I don't know what happened. I think one of us just accidentally left the door open when we left and then maybe a bit of wind would the wind then kind of open it wider no they're both quite heavy doors they wouldn't close they're just they've just been left like somebody just didn't close the door after them and this is your current apartment it was currently in yeah jeez it was so scary i was like oh my god yeah nothing was stolen thankfully there's only like one other flat on our floor it's just us in this other flat so okay but anyway sorry yeah anyway so, the front door was wide open, and when this person went into the house, they seen that the house was completely empty, despite the car not having left. So, sorry, the car was there? Her car was still there. Okay. All right. So, somebody reported her missing. When Arlene's sister, Carol, was told by police that Arlene had been reported missing, Carol thought, well, that's it. She knew <gasps> she would never see her sister again. Because her sister would never disappear on her own accord. When police searched the house, it was like she had just vanished in the middle of the day, in the middle of a day of housework. Although there were no signs of violence or a struggle in the house, the way the house was left, police said it was very unsettling. There was a strangeness. The vacuum cleaner was in the middle of the living room, still plugged in. It looked like she had just stopped halfway through. She had left clean clothes folded in the bathroom as if she was going to take a shower and then change. See, this was also Arlene's weekly routine. She was recently separated from her husband and with two young kids and a house to run, she had also restarted her college education. And Tuesday was the only real day she had peace 
and the time to get a good deep clean. Mm-hmm. Those are Mondays for me. Sundays for me. Sundays for you. Yeah. After doing the housework, Arlene would usually meet her friend in town for lunch. Later the same day, the police sent out an alert for a, m- a missing woman. Police had high hopes, thinking that maybe she had had enough and just ran off with a new boyfriend. Maybe she wanted a new life, or maybe just for the night. Maybe she just threw in the towel, and it was impromptu, hoping she'd be back. Most people who go missing turn up within 24 hours. But 24 hours later, when still no one had heard from Arlene, nor seen her, police thought they might have something more sinister on their hands. Arlene's sister Carol, who was looking after the kids, insisted to police that there was no way Arlene would just run, would just up and run off with a new man. If Arlene were to run off with a new man, she would have taken the kids with her. Mm-hmm. When Arlene's father talked to the police, he said, Arlene's dead. This is only 24 hours. Like, like Sorry, her father? Her father was just like, Arlene is dead. Uh, okay. Police vacated the property and did a deep, deep search of the Fraser household, all recorded on a handheld camcorder, which I'd never seen before in this documentary. It was uh-huh. like that little camcorder and they just like ran it over like the whole house, like all the surfaces and the walls <laughs> and the doors and like they'd ran, and it was just like a whole recording of the house. Wow. I was like, oh, that's okay. pretty groovy. So the police are in the house investigating. Police thought it was highly suspicious that Arlene has supposedly up and left without her bag, her wallet, her keys, her glasses, nor the vitally important medication she uses daily for her Crohn's disease. Yeah. Ah, here. I forgot to say. Yeah, I mean, this is highly suspicious now. Um, So I'm thinking at this point about the ex-husband. Are they divorced or just separated? Um, Arlene and her husband, Nat, were separated. Okay. He had moved out of the family home and was living out of the town. Okay. Now, so Nat Fraser was a very popular, sociable, chatty, happy-go-lucky fella. He was in a local band right. and he would play in the pubs on the weekends. You know, so he's quite okay. well known. Like, you make a lot of friends that way. Mm-hmm. He had also started himself some kind of, like, small but successful company delivering fruit and veg to local businesses. All right. And so he's this, like, happy-go-lucky guy... Sounds nice. Did something happen? Like, was there a reason? Do we know a reason for the split or anything like that? Well, the reason Arlene and him were separated was because Arlene wanted wanted a divorce. Five okay. weeks before Arlene had went missing, Nat had put his hand around her throat and tried uh, to uh, strangle her. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's not all happy all the time. He's not happy-go-lucky at home. <sighs> okay. So does she, does she have a restraining order or anything like that? 
against mm. Well, it was only five weeks ago, so probably not. Okay, mightn't even be granted. Yeah. Or, well, they got a separation anyway. Yeah. Arlene told her friends, who then told her to go to the doctors and report it. The doctors who examined Arlene after the attack found bruising on her left shoulder, her upper chest, her left arm and her back. She had fairly substantial bruising on her neck because of the throttling attack. Oh my God. I know. And a telltale hemorrhaging on her eyelids, which is which commonly oh features in strangling cases. I did not know that. That sounds horrible. Like your eyelids hemorrhage. That's crazy. Stop. It makes sense, though. That skin is so thin. Very thin, yeah. Oh, God. That is horrible. This guy is a monster. Mm-hmm. Do people know this? I hope that they know. Because, <laughs> like, he's looking like a major suspect right now. They're separated. She wants a divorce. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nat was charged with attempted murder, which was then downgraded to assault. Okay. I know. He was, of course, due to appear in court for the assault, but was released on bail. Okay. When Nat Fraser was told his wife was missing, he frantically called everyone he knew, as well as searching the hospitals. Over the next few days, search parties were organised. Posters sprung up around Elgin. Neighbours, friends, acquaintances were all spoken to. Nat took part in the searches and made a public appeal on TV, asking for Arlene to come home. When police were investigating Arlene and Nat's friends and neighbours, Many of his friends told the police that Nat was in bits over Arlene's disappearance. But the more police questioned the people around Arlene, it became clear that Nat was an abusive and controlling husband. Mm-hmm. Police really didn't have a crime scene. They had no blood or DNA, no smashed window or jimmy door, no toppled furniture, signs of struggle, self-defence, no CCTV, no confessions or anonymous tips. Although something weird did happen only nine days after Nat, Natalie and Jamie moved back into their family home. One of the family members found Arlene's wedding ring, engagement ring and eternity ring in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. hanging on a peg above the sink. The rings were not there when police had searched the house. And we're definitely not on the camcorder footage. Detectives suspected that Nat had placed them back in the house to make it look like Arlene had given up on the marriage. Oh my god. I know, unaware Mm. that the police had video camcorder evidence. Oh my god, love it. Mm -hmm. Police were convinced Nat had murdered his wife. One problem. He had an alibi. Oh, no. He was out of town delivering fruit and veg with one of his employees. His van was caught on CCTV. He had also, on the day of her disappearance, made a phone call to an ex-girlfriend he hadn't spoken to in years. They had nothing. The police had nothing. Months went by. No one came forward Mm. and no new evidence was discovered. Although police did find it weird that Nat had calmed down quite a lot. I was very blasé about the whole thing. 
He didn't even call the detectives to ask for any new leads. According to friends, he was quite dismissive and would even say, Ah, uh, the kids will get used to her not being around. Jeekers. That's mm-hmm. so callous. Oh my God. Eventually, the media even started to become dismissive and speculative of Arlene. What? Mm-hmm. Writing stories of how she was an irresponsible mother who abandoned her children. Oh my God. The papers. Stop. I know. The papers spoke of her being reckless and on drugs. She had many <gasps> boyfriends and was a promiscuous floozy. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. When police delved into these media reports and questioned friends and family about them, they all said no. No way was Arlene seeing someone else. There was no way she was sleeping around. And if she was, what about it? Well, I guess what maybe that person had could have kidnapped her. Oh, right, yeah, I know, but like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like the newspapers are doing it to be scandalous. It's so tabloid, yeah. That's what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like they're not actually helping the investigation. Yeah, they're not caring. With possible suspects. No, they're just like talking shit. As usual. Excuse my language. (laughs) Police are, ah, okay, drugs, we'll try the drugs. So police got some of Arlene's hair off her hairbrush and tested it. Of course, what did it come back as? Negative. Yeah. I can't believe they listened yeah, can... to the gossip about the drugs. Yeah. I know, though, that it's like, yeah, because if she was, like, maybe she had a bad trip or, yeah. like, it could be a possibility. So, yeah, they had to test it. But, like, I know. I just feel like this is all just nonsense and we just need to get to, like, the obvious person here. Right. Well, in the doc I watched, yeah. they were saying it was very much a cat and mouse like case for years mm-hmm. in essence these tabloid stories of course all came from <gasps> oh my god he was the source mm-hmm. he tipped them off he well he didn't t- he invented mm-hmm. and passed it on oh my god oh my god. all came from that he not only told the place these stories but also the local community who he was very involved with the community would then regurgitate his dribble to journalists and the media. Nat also told everyone in the town that Arlene had planned and had funded her new life with a stash of cash stolen from his house. However, little did Nat know that only a few days before Arlene had went missing, Arlene had to borrow money off her friend. And Arlene was humiliated asking for the loan. If Arlene was planning on running away and knew about the money in the house, then why would she borrow money off her friend? Mm-hmm. Six months after Arlene's disappearance, the police detective declared to the media, the only conclusion that is still left open to us is that Arlene succumbed to a crime. I am of the opinion that she's dead. There's no indication that she's living somewhere else. Nat is like saying, oh, she's still alive. She's 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 up and left. Mm-hmm. But police are declaring, no, she's dead. So all of these stories about Arlene up and going, they all worked in the community, but not on the police. And about a year into Arlene's disappearance, Nat had made himself the victim. Police were frustrated. They were like, why is he still pushing 
these obviously false stories about his children's mother abandoning her family when it is quite obvious that Arlene is not alive. Police knew it was Nat, alibi or not. They knew it was him. They just had to prove it. I have a feeling he wasn't really in the van. Oh? Yeah. Okay. Someone else is driving the van. That's my theory. That's your theory? That's a good theory. Good. Uh, well, you have to find out next week in part two. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Jen, for the recommendation. Yeah. And thank you. Bye. Uh, yeah. Slano all you guys. See you on the next one. Bye bye. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.